Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, Jared Willis in the house for the first time on the show and via some sort of Zoom type thing. We've got our guy by popular demand, Brendan Miller, the pitch doctor dialing in for another episode of the CHGO Cubs podcast. Uh, guys, I want to let you know, first of all, on the way in, I was very excited today that I was so relieved. I got a phone call telling me that my uh, warranty on my car insurance was about to run out. And I was so thankful that this wonderful woman called and told me about it today. It was like the only the 100th time in the last two weeks that I got that call. So I, I get like 10 of those a day. It's just <laughs> out of control. I get lots of exciting opportunities like that, too. You know, car warranties, yeah. you know student loans they're they're always so helpful they're you know reaching out to you um so enthusiastic about it it really makes me feel special every time i get those calls and it should you know we're not going to offer anything quite that special on the podcast but we hope you're going to stick with us you know we can't give you car insurance or warranties but we do want to point out that the cubs cactus league game is getting underway and as it does ian happ is in the lineup to be uh, dh for the first time so i mean that on the surface, you would look and say, well, that's at least a positive step toward what he hopes is being ready for opening day. I don't know if that's still on the table or not, but it's at least good news to see him out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and when he set that timetable of I want to be ready for opening day, this is definitely a positive sign in that regard. You want to see how he looks at the plate, how his swings look, you know, how comfortable he 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 appears to be today. But, yeah, this is definitely – a good thing for, you know, for this Cubs lineup, however it's going to shake out this year, Ian Happ's going to need to be a, a centerpiece of that. So you want to see that he's healthy. You want to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a sigh of release, or relief uh, because uh, last week, I remember the news came out, and admittedly I was a little, you know, more than bummed. Uh, not great, as, as one might say. So... Yeah, that's, it's good to see him and Brennan Davis back on the lineup today. Uh, so the yeah, knee, the also knee, a sigh of relief. The knee for Davis, you know, get that little off day, and good to see him back in there. We'll see how they play and uh, hope, you know, if we have to wrap some bubble wrap around him, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised that he's in the lineup. In my mind, when I heard, oh, you know, clean up on elbow surgery, I'm thinking worst-case scenario, he's not going to be ready by opening day. So it's good to see him out there in the outfield situation so crowded you want ian to get opportunities right away like you don't know like if someone gets hot michael hermosillo makes the team you don't know what that does perhaps immediate at bats whether he gets a bats taken away or not so it's good to see him like right now he's already getting at bats ready to go for opening day for me like cody said sigh of relief i tell you what first i should have started the show with an apology to brendan and corey that I forgot to promote at the end of yesterday's show that we yet another you. live... You're going to forgive me? Yeah, yeah. We'll oh, man. You. I didn't promote at the end of the podcast that they were going to do their first ever live with video with podcast video. on CHGO, like, just like they always do. And, Shame. I mean, it was... If I had Shame. to fire emoji and 100% Shame. emoji, I would put them on the pod. I listened to it this morning. <laughs> How did it feel being on camera for the first time with Cord? Had you ever seen him before? Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen Corey, you know, not doing podcasts, but uh, yeah, on the West Coast, went went to a few Cubs games together. But I knew when we started recording together on camera, I know like I can sense when Corey's not happy with what I'm saying. So the fact that I can see him now, his reaction is like it validates everything that I was like sensing doing these podcasts. So unfortunately, I get to see Corey give me those looks for you know the foreseeable future. But it was it was fun. We've done this for so many years. It actually was more fun and easier to do it like on camera, I felt like. Yeah, and do it live, right? There were there's no yeah. chance. What was it? Bill O'Reilly was either yes. we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Do it yeah. live. That's how we do it around here now. That's right. Oh, I'll, Corey, I was, we I love was, him. thank you. I was nervous for the ad reads though. Like I was like, because they're so long to do. Like the athletic greens one, the points by one. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna mess up. I can't read on my phone. My phone is so small. So I thought I did a pretty good job. Maybe not as good as as Cody and, and you, Luke, but I was proud of myself for that. Nice of you to say. Oh, it, it was it was a great podcast. And again, you can go back to uh, allchgo.com or you can go where you get your podcast. Make sure you subscribe. And it's this it's the same place that you're getting this. They're all in mm -hmm. there. And go back and listen to them out of order if you want to. And they all still work that way until we get the season started. <laughs> um, and you know, going into 
today we were talking already about on your podcast a little bit Wilson Contreras headed to arbitration it was just a day before that we were saying hey the Cubs should sign this guy I, I in my opinion that's someone that should be extended for the Cubs now they're going to arbitration and I wonder if it's going to lead to more bad feelings when it comes to relating that towards whether or not they oh. extend him. Is it, is it going to bother Wilson that they're haggling over this season, let alone seasons down the line? Yeah, man. Like, I sent out a tweet last night where it was started as a joke, or at least when I had sent it was a joke <laughs> in my eyes uh, because I mentioned that the Ricketts flew to the London to place this bid for the soccer team and then said that, you know, this whole thing with Contreras and the Cubs not coming to agreement on arbitration. And then uh, the last sentence was, um, it was a bad day for Cubs PR team. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people, instead of, I don't know, just realizing that, hey, those two don't actually mean the same thing, they all just, I think they all actually really thought that both of them go together in a way when they really don't. And uh, But I guess the point of me stating this is, the replies were not great. Uh, they were <laughs> so bad I had to mute the tweet because uh, I was so tired of reading all these negative tweets. Um, but, yeah, I, the reason people are negative, though, is I, I can understand. You know, the Sox guys were just on here talking about Lucas Giolito and being 200K apart. This is a little bit more, you know, the Cubs thought $9 million. Uh, he think uh, Contreras and, and his camp think $10.25 million. For us, it's like, what's what's really the difference? Like, why can't we get this done? I, you know, I think uh, in the Slack channel last night, um, Brendan actually made a good point about how, you know, it's about setting the market or whatever for future guys down the road, sure. I guess. Um, so that, that, and that and when he said that, that was like, oh, that's a good point. Like, I didn't really think of that at the time. But, yeah, no, it, either way, it, it was a bad PR day for the Cubs because, like, the whole Ricketts thing. And then also, like, the Cubs are not anywhere near the luxury tax. Like, what's the big deal in giving Wilson the $10 million and just calling it a day? Especially if you are serious about extending him and, and you know, making him a Cub for the next four or five years. So that's kind of like my, my two cents on it is like, like this is just another thing. I hope, I hope it all gets figured out and, you know, whatever. But I don't <laughs> feel great about it right now. <laughs> well, and I think, too, about um, – what Wilson had to say back in July when Javi was traded, Rizzo was traded, Chris Bryant was traded, his immediate comments were, okay, build the team around me. Mm -hmm. You know, the next winning group of players start with me and, and build from there. So he's been pretty clear about, you know, he wants to stay here. He's invested in what's happening here, even going through a little bit of a rebuild, whatever this phase is that we're in right now. So he wants to do that, and so it feels a little bit like why, why nickel and dime the guy? Why insult the guy in a way um, when he has expressed that this is something that he wants? Um, and you can see it when you watch some of these interviews here in these last couple of days. You can see it. He's, he's not happy right now um, because of being in this situation. And I believe we have a couple of those interviews uh, that were posted on Twitter. I know Maddie Lee uh, posted on Twitter a Contreras interview uh, should we start with that, Joey, and then do David Ross? Let, let's hear what Wilson Contreras had to say today about it. Expected to happen? Just kind of what, what's your thoughts? Actually not. Um, uh, like I said before, there was really short time to negotiate. Uh, we couldn't get into agreement, but like I said, I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm looking forward to play baseball, and that's, that's one thing that I can control. What, what's going to be the key to you know, not be distracted by any of that during the season here? Have fun with my guys. I think the, I love my team. I love the Cubs. I love my teammates. And my main focus right now is to play baseball, it's to stay healthy, stay on the field. That's the only thing that I get control. Disappointment not to get a deal? Is this kind of what you expected to happen? Just kind of what, what's your thoughts? Actually, not. Um, uh, like I said before, there was really short time to negotiate. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I would agree with him. It is a shorter time. Yeah. And obviously, he's trying to sugarcoat it a little bit, I would think, to just try and smooth it over because I'm sure he was told at some point like hey Twitter and fans and this is mm -hmm. kind of blowing up to be a big deal people aren't happy right if you feel that way smooth it over a little bit uh and then you know and then David Ross was asked about it too clearly he would be like this is your 
one remaining position player along with uh, Jason Hayward from the World Series team. And uh, nobody knows what's going to happen, but he's certainly a fan favorite. Do we have, do we have the David Ross from Jordan Bastion? Let, let's, let's listen to this real quick. It seems uh, no uh, Wilson's in a good headspace. Uh, I don't know that even I've seen him in such a good uh, place since I've been here. It seems uh, eager to lead, to set an example. Uh, he understands, um, you know, he's going to make a lot of money either way, I think, and uh, the details get worked out. His job is to go play, take control of any of those extra factors. I think he said all those things out loud, which is, I know he's told you guys he's in a good place, and uh, I think just watching and being around him for a long time, he's uh, in a really good spot. And, uh, Wilson's in a good headspace. So, I mean, obviously, I think the one thing about what David Ross and Wilson are saying is, I think you could go to Wilson and say, listen, I know this isn't the way you want the offseason to go. If you're David Ross, do go about your business. You know, he knows him well. They, they were teammates together. So yeah. explain it and say, listen, it could be worse. You could be Lucas Giolito this morning, and you could <laughs> right. be waking up 50 grand apart. And for some like, I want to start a GoFundMe for that guy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, I think the good thing, though, if, you know, I'm looking for maybe a little bit of a, a silver, lining. silver lining here is, Wilson, this isn't the first time that he's dealt with distractions of this type. And he's, I, he talked about it. Um, being, you know, some trade rumors a couple of years ago. He, he mentioned, you know, he, he had a harder time with that a couple of years ago. So I think having done that, then now this year, he's a little better at like, okay, I know what to do to tune this out. I can deal with this. Because the reality is it's either going to be, you know, we're talking about is he getting an extension or frankly, is he getting traded at the trade deadline? Because if he's not extended, that's that really is the only other logical move that the Cubs can make is is trade him um, come July or so. And a lot of that might have to do with they're going to wait to see how the season goes, where are we at, how are things going. Um, but so he's he's going to be dealing with this for a while. Yeah, I mean, and why people, while a lot of people are not necessarily optimistic about it, is very justifiable considering last year. Then also the fact that they're just really – they haven't had a chance to really sit down with them now, like mm-hmm. even, even I guess, before the lockout. And, you know, we're in spring training. He says that Jed's out there still signing guys. So I'm not optimistic about them sitting down with him before the season. And he's already said that he's not really trying to talk about it in season. So my hope – is that he just comes out guns a blazing, and uh, I don't know. Like, if the Cubs want to extend him, then maybe they just let him play the entire season and they try and figure it out in the off season next, this coming off season. I mean, I know in in a base in, in terms of baseball of a baseball move that isn't the right move to do. But again, like unless they really sit down with him sometime within the next two weeks, it's just like, right? What else are they gonna right. do? Like it. Unless like his value just isn't there, and they're not going to get any like they're not going to get anything important anyway, and then the Cubs kind of think, well, maybe we can get him at a discounted price compared to now, even though let's I mean let's face it, it's not a big of a deal right now considering they're nowhere near that luxury tax. But that's just kind of where I'm at. Like that's why I need I th- I feel like they need to get this done like soon. Well, like, here's another reason I was thinking, and Brendan, tell me if I'm wrong about this. They avoided a disaster last year. By going on a massive losing streak, because had they been in first place and then traded all of those core players, oh, oh boy! I mean, oh there boy. would have been fires, like seriously, yeah. dumpster yeah. fires around Wrigley Field. <laughs> oh yeah! So let's play out that scenario again this year. Let's say the Cubs are in first place or tied for first or a game out, and Wilson Contreras is having a good season, but they know they're not going to re-sign him or extend him. That's going to be really hard for the Cubs at that point not to extend him because what are right. you going to do? Take your star catcher and be like, we're in first place. We decided to trade him and start the rebuild even more. Like, they avoided it last year. I don't know if it'll happen this year. They did. I mean, to Jarrah's point, though, I feel as if Wilson has mentally prepped for this for like multiple years, just on social media, 
whether it's his Instagram or Twitter, he sometimes passively hints at this type of situation. Um, and he just saw like all of his teammates for the last half decade get traded and go through this process. So if I'm Wilson, I'm thinking that's the likely outcome. How can you think any differently? Because right now the competitiveness of this team is kind of hit or miss. Like, Luke, if they're in first place and we're talking about a Wilson trade on the deadline, like, first off, I'll be happy because we're in first place. But I just the the likelihood that happens seems relatively slim. And from Jed's perspective, there's a lot that needs to be known this year. What do we have with Nico at shortstop? What do we have with Madrigal at second base? Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel. And that might inform whether or not the front office wants to extend Wilson. If people don't perform this well, then maybe that competitiveness for 2023, no one wants to hear it, but maybe that gets kind of pushed back a little bit as a worst case scenario. So from the front office's perspective, they may want to see how the rest of the roster pans out before they even engage with thinking realistically about Wilson long-term. And while I do agree with what you guys are saying that Wilson has prepared himself mentally for this for, for a couple of years, I also believe that he's the most emotional player in that clubhouse. And if it brought Chris Bryant to tears when he was traded finally, even though he had been probably prepared for it for three years at least, imagine what that will eventually, like he may be prepared, but I think it's going to eventually start to really eat him up throughout the season. I could be wrong. You could, you could prep yourself mentally for something like that, but when you're emotional like that, yeah. That and that's your personality. It's easier said than done to just right. do even the right. even more so if he's having a good season, but Correct. the Cubs aren't. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm, Brennan makes a good point about you know finding out about these players, Horner, Madrigal. You're trying to we mentioned Ian Happ, like the inconsistencies in, in recent seasons. Like, is he going to put together a full season? Like all these questions, and that's why part of me is like, oh, if these guys who I just mentioned actually show up and perform not necessarily light years ahead of what we expect, but just better than what we really truly expect. This team could win 70 or 75, 80 games, something like that. Maybe be a 500 team. I mean, Luke, when we were just sitting over there two hours ago, you're like, this team's going to win 60 games. I'm like, no, I said there's a possibility they could win 65 games. Right. There's, there's a question mark at literally Every position other than catcher. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And and again, rightfully so, right? But if, like Brennan said, like if we watch these guys play out and they we learn a little bit more about them, then it like it does that. it does put the Cubs in a in a more beneficial position to go to Wilson and be like, okay, let's we see you here, we see this rebuild happening faster than we may have originally thought, I guess. But at seventy is a good mark to put yeah, it at, just to I, yeah. guess there's right a, now. Right. There's a pretty healthy range of what could happen with Huge this Huge range. Um, but I, I think, too, with you mentioned the, the question marks at every position, the other thing that we need to ask ourselves is how many of these guys are, no matter how they perform, how many of these guys are long-term guys for the Cubs anyway? Say Frank Schwindel has a great season, Patrick Wisdom has a nice season. Are, are these guys that we're talking about building around, um, or is it just going to be – Hey, remember that one year when Schwindel yeah. hit a bunch of homers? Because um, I think that's the other part that's going to play a role in any kind of Contreras contract talks is how much of our roster is really what we want it to be for 23, 24 going forward. Um, Brandon yeah. on the chat is saying, by the way, Jared's beard is even better on a live stream. Yes. You look great better on a live Thank stream. You. Thank uh, you. As yeah. someone sitting right next to him, I would agree. It, it is fantastic. I, I trimmed it this morning just, just for this. Do you have some beard oil in that as well? I sure do, yeah. No, you wow. got you to keep it, you know, keep it tight. Oh, you look good. Oh, yeah. So getting a lot of love for the beard here. Um, I do want to – I don't want to sit on Contreras too much because I think – that is getting beaten up a little bit. That, right. But it, it's an important storyline for the Cubs. Less important, but just as much fun, would be the team slogan coming out today. huh? Every time one of these comes out, fans just go crazy on Twitter. So we put a Twitter poll out there. We asked The new slogan, by the way, is, it's different here for the Cubs this season. So we put on the CHGO Cubs Twitter handle a poll of the like most recent five or six 
season campaigns that they put out there, which one do you like the most? And last time I checked, it was pretty. The voting was pretty even, right? We almost have a thousand votes now. Let's see. Everybody Let's see in, in the, Cub together. That's Cub, and it's different here. Hmm. Yeah, we got about eight hundred some votes. Everybody Looks in. Like, uh, Joey's logged into the Bulls account. He just voted for him. Uh, <laughs> I like everybody in. So, <laughs> so it's different here. Is winning? What? No, no, every, no, no everybody. Oh no, everybody in everybody was good. In. Here's some of the uh, other mentions. Some of them are unofficial Maddenisms, but they count. Yeah. Try not yeah. to suck. Right. That was one of my. That was my favorite. We are good. That was a good one. Yeah, that was Miggy. Yeah. That's yeah. that. I think is my favorite. We, we, are, we are good. good. Yeah. 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 Not sure about this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Those are most of our well, replies. But yeah, the other ones they had. Oh, those are good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. One of them. Right. Let's, Let's go. go was not great. Yeah. Embrace the target. I like from Mad. That was a good one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's different here. Um, just kind of carries a different connotation um, now than perhaps it would have a couple of years ago when they were still competitive. <laughs> yeah. It sort of feels like, I don't know, who, uh, who signed off on this one? Yeah, the it's, it's different here makes you say like, sorry, Brandon, it's like it's saying it's different here. Javi's gone, KB's gone, Rizzo's gone. Like, there's a couple ways you right. could play that, and I think that's what is setting Twitter on fire today. Right, all the things you liked about the team are... Yeah, it's different. Or, different spin zone, it could just be a, a nice little shout-out to our guy, Dom Frederick, who tweets it all the time, so... That is that is true, and I mean, <laughs> there is no question that it is different at Wrigley Field, no matter what's going on. Right. That's true. Roster-wise, I mean, the stadium is so much different than it was even six, seven years ago, the whole neighborhood. So yeah, it's a, uh, a lot has changed. So I guess right. it's, it's technically objectively true. <laughs> well, they set one? themselves up for it, right? Like you knew if you're going to have that slogan, you know, the response you're going to get without having Javi and KV and Rizzo and, and everything. So like, yeah, I don't know who, I don't know who signed off on it, but you had to have expected that some fraction of fans would have responded exactly how we saw. So. I will, on devil's advocate, I will say this. It's not like I have another one that's popped into my head since it yeah. came out where I'd be like, that's the one I'd go with. Right, you know? right, yeah. Because you, like, we're just trying to get through this probably doesn't, you know, doesn't inspire <laughs> yeah. the same. Stick with us. Yeah. Stick with us, yeah. yeah. Stick Please with keep us. buying tickets. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's different here. I'm glad they didn't a go with of, that in like the 80s when I was a Cubs fan because right. oh, yeah. <laughs> it was different. There's a, there was a lot of replies of the uh, We Stinks, Carlos yes. Zambrano. Carlos Zambrano oh, in Milwaukee. Yeah, a little All time back to Big yeah. Z back in the day. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, We Stinks was been used a lot. Yeah. Um, and Brendan, did you, did you have a favorite on that list? Who are you voting for? when you Did you vote on the poll yet? Yeah, I liked everybody in, you know, kind of like nostalgic there a little bit. So I, I like it. I mean, like Let's Go, I think was what, 2015 Let's Go was? Or maybe it was, was it 2016 when they won the World Series? I forgot what it was, but I know like, you know, maybe of those two, I, I don't know. They're the least harmless, right? Like people made fun of Cub together as well as they made fun of this current one. So it's trying to limit their responses like that. I will say, I will yes. say this, that. I am surprised on the poll that that's Cub is not in last because we purposely put that in there because we thought everyone hated that one. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, that's Cub had the same type of problem in that. Mm -hmm. it was, I think it's they, harder to get a good one now that they've won the World Series. When it we is. Do, yeah. When yeah. we hadn't yeah. won it, the it they could yeah. just do yeah. like, believe it's right. going to happen. Yeah. Right, right. This is the year. And that was, that was, that, those were right. good. I yeah. saw this is the year. I was like, maybe this is the year. You know, like, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> it's going to happen was just a fan with a sign, right? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. how that started. Yeah. It was an informal one. But yeah, that's Cub is another one that like for a while there, that was a point of pride. That's Cub. But then yeah, that took a turn on us. So, right. yeah, um, you know, it's still yeah, that's Cub. It just feels I, different saying that now. It was yeah. turned on them for sure. I, right. I definitely <laughs> see it like in the replies on Cubs tweets or whatever. Anytime there's like some kind of negative story going around. So, yeah, that's Cub. Somebody was just saying they believe that uh, We Are Good was actually 2015. I think so. That and then it, right. it kind of came back yes. a little bit. So that maybe, sounds right. So that's not – I would put that in my list if I was voting on a poll. Yeah. I'd put yeah. that in the consideration if we had a write-in was. I thought it really was a, just a Miggy thing. Well, I, I think, think it was just a Miggy thing. That's he, what I thought I too, so. but maybe yeah. it was the 2015 I mean, slogan. I remember it's, in my, it's burned in my mind because Miggy, uh, I think on Instagram, he – 
uh, showed a picture of him and Jake Arrieta like during a rain delay in Pittsburgh with like, we are good and kind of took off from there. So I think, I think it was like just a Mickey thing, but maybe I'm wrong. I saw Corey tweeting out the Kelly crawl where he was doing it. She was doing a, oh, was a post-game fun. interview with, I think Arietta. Yeah. And, and he just Miggy jumps in and is screaming, we are good. We are good mm-hmm. as the champagne is flying yeah. in the background. Man, 2015 <laughs> was like my favorite year as a Cubs fan. Like, uh, Well, it was so surprising for Cubs yeah. fans that they were actually really postseason really competitive. Yeah. And I think it, was, it may have been the, the last just fun season for the Cubs. 2016 was – was exciting fun, but and there was pressure. Way, but there, there was, was pressure. pressure. Yeah. Sure. So 2015 was just like, oh, this. Yeah, this is unexpected. We weren't thinking that this was going to happen, and now, yeah. now here they are. You get that second half from Arietta that year, for sure. Um, you know the way they they rolled through the first two rounds of the playoffs. The call ups. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I still remember Bryant's call up mm-hmm. on April 17th. Um, you know, Russell and. All of them that were part of that. Yeah, you memorized the date there. You know the exact know. date. Oh, yeah. See, I'm terrible at that. There's stuff. a reason Not that problem. I tweeted that video of me <laughs> yelling about the Rocky signing Chris Bryant, Brennan. Like, I know. I know. This guy. Mm, mm. We got Dairy Farmer in the comments <laughs> saying <laughs> Dairy Farmer. All right. Brewers Owen the Cubs. All right, Dairy Farmer. Thanks that for stopping by. Sounds like someone from well, Wisconsin. Can't even spell own. Jeez. Wrigley North. Wrigley North. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. And if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. Jared will be contributing and has been already. Brendan's contributing. Ryan's contributing. Uh, We'll all jump in there eventually. And you'll even get a free shirt of choice from our CHGO locker if you have any questions. Email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. Remember, PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And now online sign-up is available right here in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app Right now, and register your account start to finish all from your phone. I did it, so you can do it. Signing up with the fastest sports book is easier now than it ever has been. So start living your bet life in seconds. Use that code CHGO for two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> How about, that was, how about that was good. Yeah. Was that I that felt good. good about that, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, that was well done. really good. What about <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like one of our other new partners, if I were to say to you, I like coffee, but coffee could be better, Cody. It's not just coffee. It's coffee with a little something extra. Yeah. I mean, Strava craft coffee, let me let me tell you, it is You're a it, coffee guy. I as a coffee guy, I'm I can endorse that this is some great stuff. So, Luke, do you ever feel anxious or jittery after you drink coffee? Yes. Okay. Jared, do you ever do you have trouble staying focused during the day or have trouble falling asleep at night? The first one, yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are aches and pains holding you guys back from enjoying your day to the fullest? Another yes for me. All right. Well, Strava Craft <laughs> Coffee fortified with the broad spectrum hemp derived CBD has already helped thousands of people to improve their overall quality of life by simply enjoying a delicious cup of Strava coffee. Strava craft coffee is a premium CBD infused coffee that is exclusively sourced and roasted from premium specialty grade coffee beans the infusion of CBD adds to adds so many benefits like help with chronic headaches, joints pain, IBS, and so much more. <laughs> There's no question mark there, Cody. IBS. IBS, when you have IBS, it, you know it. it. You, know. you don't need to question it. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep going. No, yeah. and no coffee jitters <laughs> if you want three or four cups a day. Feel less anxious throughout your day. Live your day with 
Fewer aches and pains. Feel alert and focused without the jittery feeling. <laughs> Relax in distress after a long day. Enjoy a more restful sleep. Strava also offers CBD-infused decaf coffee, which is a perfect way to relax in the evening and a nighttime full-spectrum CBD tensicures? Tensures? Is that how you say it? Tinctures. Tinctures. Which helps promote more restful, rejuvenating sleep. I cannot talk, guys. I'm so sorry. So that's why you need to get some Strava. Exactly. Get this guy a cup. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so if that's more down your alley, take advantage. I, again, it's really great stuff. You can also subscribe and save with Strava Coffee Cl- Club. Strava's customized subscriptions mean you never have to buy coffee in the store. Again, it'll land on your doorstep every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer. Plus, you receive up to 30% off your CBD-infused coffee every time. Strava Strava also offers CBD infused decaf coffee to help you enjoy your enjoy more restful sleep. Full spectrum CBD tinctures, 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 tinctures (laughs) to get the maximum (laughs) entourage of benefits. Oh my goodness! The best part: Strava roasts fresh and ships straight to your door. CHGO listeners can save twenty five percent off their entire purchase. When you use code CHGO25, that's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. That was the first time I read that, so I will practice that before the next time. But you know what? <laughs> Listen, first of all, it's said in there in the, in the read and you're describing it. It's perfect anxiety and IBS, those go hand in hand. If you got one, you got the other. You know what I'm saying? sometimes causes the other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cause the other. So so the Strava helps out. And I just said to Joey, when we walked in, I said, you know, I feel like Cody's IBS and anxiety have improved a little bit recently. Have you noticed that in the office? And he said, well, that's because he started up on Strava a few weeks ago. There you go. I'm going to make sure to have some before I have to do the show tomorrow. (laughs) That way I don't have any stress and anxiety going into this. Or IBS. I might need to try one of these ad reads. I, gonna, I think I could Joey rock wants an, to do one tomorrow? Read. Maybe I'll do it the Strava one tomorrow. Producer, you know, we'll, we'll check to make I, sure that's, you know, fly with the Denver gonna, folk. But you're marked down. I mean, to be it. fair, though, to Cody's, you know, that that looked like a difficult read. Like, if I have to read that myself, now I'm a little nervous about it. I may have to practice that. That was a long one. So I, oh, I, I empathize with you, Cody. <laughs> well, there were def- there were some $5 words in there. I mean, so that's tinctures. Yeah. I mean, that's, I love this. I love this comment saying grandpa Stucky should have let Cody borrow his readers. (laughs) That's from from Lawrence right over there. Right here. Right right here. There are 1.25s from Walgreens. Don't knock them until you've had them. Cody, you're, you're entitled to those. I believe grandpa Stucky bought those with the money he earned from his first. That's why I profited $9 and nine cents. These were, well, a little bit more than that, but I, Chip away. Put it towards him. Uh, uh, all right, let's talk a little pitching. Since okay. we wait before I I say we start pitching, we have a little surprise for Brendan. We have a, something a little special, really? uh, <laughs> because I don't know if you people know, but the pitch doctor is in the house. Look at that! Look at that! Huh? Un, you got you have to send me yes, that. Science. That's unbelievable. Yes, science. Huh? We're working on getting some stinger music in there, but I like the beaker in one hand, the rubber gloves yeah. in the other, the baseball. It's good stuff. And we're we're tinkering with some music. Would you like it to be um wow. heavy metal music? Would you like it to be the Grey's Anatomy theme? What type of music would you like if if you were choosing it? Man, I think the Grey's Anatomy theme is perfect. I think yeah, can we dig that? I don't know what that is, but if we can dig that up, that that would go with perfect. the Pitch Doctor or Doc Miller every time he yeah. comes Prince in. the yeah. Pitch Doctor shirt. There you I go. Mean, oh, yeah, we need what a shirt. ER. Oh, yeah. ER is another one, a famous. Oh, yeah, ER. Well, what is it, Chicago MD or one of those ones? They like <laughs> 17 shows for Chicago Fire, All the, yeah. MD, Political, Chicago uh, Garbage Collection, Chicago... Red light cameras. Chicago Park. If Cody District. can't read the uh, 
Strava coffee read, how's he going to start saying seam shifted wake? <laughs> I, I practiced that like for five minutes. I'm still going to mess it up probably at some point, but that's, that's hard to say. So, you know, yeah, okay. I would, I would slip and say, you know, say something that would have to be beeped out. I think so. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, so when I do the, when I do the ad reads, like when I see the word shirt, you know, sometimes, you know, some words can slip out and doing it live. That's my fear. So that's okay. It's not like we're completely PG here. No, success yeah. is a bad one to say, too. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Justin Steele. You know, yeah. that, that's someone we heard from on yesterday's podcast. He was talking to Ryan Herrera, telling us about, you know, the routine he's getting into. He's just here to get guys out is his slogan going into the season, which yeah. I like that. I like we could that. get that on a shirt. What, um, what can you tell us? pitch doctor about Mr. Steele and why he might be effective or need improvement somewhere. Yeah. So uh, let's throw up his spin at perfect. Joey, you're reading my mind. I love this. Uh, so if we look on the left, you see those huge red bars. Those are his fastballs. You look on the right, that's his same graph, but shown in the actual way it moves. So you see it's right at 12 o'clock. This is a clock. That means his fastball has a lot of a lot of rising action to it. And his active spin rate for his fastball is really good. His overall spin rate is in the 90th percentile. So his four seam is awesome. The way you may want to improve this is to get that curveball maybe a little bit more closer to like six o'clock. That's what Rowan Wick does with that spike curveball action. So Another thing to notice, that sinker, if you look on the left graph, you see those orange bars are right on top of the red bars. On the right, though, you see those orange bars shift towards 10 and 11 o'clock. That is your seam shifted wake that we're talking about. So if you throw up his uh, location heat map graph now, I think we can do that. In our listening, just the audio podcast, it's pretty clear what he's talking about. Just just picture a clock and he's telling you exactly where you're seeing that in the zone. Yeah. So if you if we look at his heat map, he started throwing sinkers up and in to batters, which is what we've seen with Kyle Hendricks. We've seen this with uh Tommy Nance. We've seen this with Adver Alzali. So this is a an actual heat map of Jacob deGrom. Uh we can use this as a comparison. DeGrom is one, I mean, probably the best pitcher um, I like personally have seen. Uh, so he's targeted with that fastball up and in, like perfectly. And that slider for DeGrom, same thing. There's very little variation in those two pitches. Now, if we look at Steele, which is what you're looking at now, um, and again, if you're not, if you're just listening to this on the feed, you can go to YouTube and see all this. So if you look at the top left, Steele's fastball is really variable. And the majority of his fastballs are kind of like center cut. That kind of needs to be improved a little bit because he has so much rise on it. And we just saw for DeGrom, you can see he's so good with his command. Steele may need to improve that command a little bit. But you can also see on the on the uh, second to the right picture is a sinker heat map. You see, again, some variability there as well. There's a, still a lot of sinkers up and in. This is all to say, if that command improves, he has natural carry on his fastball four seam. He has natural seam shifted wake on his two seam and his slider pretty good for a command uh, point of view. The curveball is where you may see the, hopefully may see some improvement to add another pitch. Maybe a spike curveball gets added to that based on that type of four seam profile that Rowan Wick has. So for me, I'm looking at one, does he continue to throw sinkers and two, does he optimize that curveball in a way where he starts throwing it more and his slider, which has more movement than like 50% of lefties, maybe that also has a benefit as well. So I'm excited about Steele. Uh, ultimately, I think that the command needs to sharpen up a little bit, but his stuff is so good. I mean, he throws fast, big lefty, multiple pitches. I'm excited about him. All right, so there it is, the pitch doctor. Now we would bring the graphic up with the music next time. <laughs> and maybe it's a bubbling beaker we hear there. Yes, I like that. <laughs> Like I, uh, I, Allison, what, somebody wants the Alice in Wonderland music underneath that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I have to be honest. I don't, I don't know I don't, what that don't sounds know. like, so get yeah. some help there. But uh, I will yeah. say, though, related to Justin Steele, um, I think uh, I saw a tweet today 
on our on the CHGO Cubs Twitter account. You should go follow it if you don't. Um, I think it was from the UK Cubs fans Twitter account on the timeline. Really? And they tweeted out a screenshot of what the MLB.com envisions the Cubs starting rotation opening day is. And it doesn't include Justin Steele. I think it's Alec Mills and Drew Smiley as the, one of the last two mm. spots. And I replied to it with on the account saying, they're sleeping on Justin Steele. And I feel like we now need to send this clip to MLB and tell them, hey, you should learn more about this guy. Cause, right. Uh, the he's just here to get there. guys out. Yeah, he's here mm-hmm. to get guys out and throw fast. It seems. Or like. maybe keep it a secret and just play it cool. Don't you know? Don't That's tell right. anybody. That's fair too. We don't That's want him knowing. <laughs> That's an excellent point. Uh, I mean, how do you, even if he even if he doesn't start, like he may just piggyback out of the pen for multiple innings as well. And then maybe if he does start, you know, Drew Smiley or Al Camillo's piggybacks as well. I think we're going to see a lot of multiple inning outings this year especially out of that fourth and fifth rotation spot so i think regardless whether it's out of the rotation or out of the bullpen he's going to get initially a, a, a chunk of innings that i think we'll all, we'll all be comfortable with where do you think givens fits into this mix is is he a guy that might see some closing time possibly is he is somebody that could fit into that mix yeah i mean he's a hard thrower right he has some recent success the I think David Ross came out today. He doesn't want to put labels to these roles. So for Givens, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets opportunities. Uh, I have no preference right now who gets that ninth inning shot. There's a lot of possible options. Uh, I think ultimately Rowan Wick would be cool to see him in that spot, but there's still some, some concerns if he can hold that down per se, just given some of the injuries he's coming back from. But if I were to bet out of the gate, Rowan Wick is probably going to get those chances. And also, like, don't sleep on Manny Rodriguez as well. He he throws triple digits. He got those chances uh, last year in August. So there's a lot of possibilities there. I mean, the camp looking like a unit. He's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, massive. Tw- yeah. Like, tw- I, he, he already looked like a big dude last year. But, like, <laughs> the pictures I've seen this year, he looks like he <laughs> – <laughs> they, they put they said they're not testing for steroids for a reason from like whatever date that was in like january or something i felt like beep that out beep that out yeah. can we just yeah, erase yeah. that from the podcast joey he's been using the, the athletic greens the, yeah it's probably oh, ag1 yeah that, wow. that's good stuff let me yeah, tell you good stuff. Look at that. I, I did want to address this with this is a good group to address this with i have heard the term and as an elderly gentleman <laughs> shove this pitcher shoved how should i be using that and and where when is it appropriate i hear the young kids saying he's going to shove or he shoved in what way is that usable well i mean i i don't know if i should answer this because i am i, I think I'm, to I'm, this? I'm closer There's a little to, gray in that yeah, perfect I was, beard I gonna say, say, right so. I, I think a good time to say when this pitcher shoved is when i don't know someone like marcus stroman goes out there pitches six seven innings strikes out five or six and allows one or two runs. Then he shoved. And the, is that yes. Pitch doctor, is that something you approve of if I would just Cody, Cody that? nailed it. What it is that's what it is. Yeah. He goes out yeah. and shoves, you know. He shoves, shuts yeah. down a lineup, six plus innings, he shoves. Now yeah. if that's if Jared were going to write that in one of his posts, would it be S H O V E S or is it S H U V V S shoves, shoves. I might try I might try the latter. Yeah, just see, just to see know? if it gets attention. Yeah, what do yeah. people think? That's fair. Interesting. I, well, I wanted to clarify that because I've heard it now on many podcasts. I hear the kids around the building saying it all the time, and I didn't know what the hell they were talking about for the first. <laughs> well, like, I'm what? glad, Luke. I'm glad you're able to understand this because I'm never going to try to explain what being ratioed on Twitter is. Well, like yeah, to he, you t- again. T- he taught me about ratioing today. Wait, today's your first time you learned about ratioing. That's the yeah. first time I heard about ratioing, and I, I told Cody that I understood eight sixteenths of what he was saying. Yeah. But I'd never heard of somebody being ratioed before. Well, it well, might that be just a means, good sign. That just, it means I mean, maybe you just never have that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's good that, that I haven't been ratioed? Yes. yes. It's yeah. very I mean, good that you haven't been ratioed. Listen, I, I'm sure I've been ratioed many times. I just didn't know that that <laughs> was what they were calling it. Corey, Corey confirms, uh, in the, on Twitter, he confirmed that you have good takes all the time, so... You don't right. get ratioed. I so. taught you about the chocolate shake at the Wiener Circle, and <laughs> yeah. you taught me about being ratioed. So, who taught you about the emojis, the hundred emoji, and the fire? 
oh, that's just from watching Twitter a lot. I see the hot emojis, the, the mm-hmm. flame and the one. There was about a good year where people started using that red 100 on there instead of. So you, know, you wrote that down somewhere like. Well, I put it, <laughs> in, my, I put in my Trapper Keeper in my notebook of yeah. thoughts. Yeah. You pull that Velcro open on the Trapper you Keeper. You Velcro the side. You put some stickers oh, on the back of it. Oh. You don't need any other books you need to take. And it's 100% fire. Well said, Absolutely. Luke. Yeah. Well, you the, guys can just the, shove. The last you don't like five it. minutes have just been the greatest moment of my life. I, this is. Incredible you don't like stuff. it? You can all just go shove. Is that another way that it's, I can use that? Can, the, I think that's the way we used to use it, right? Like, that's the way we used shove to shove it. Yeah, yeah. You can go shove. Um, all right. Speaking of shove, Jock Peterson was good on Twitter. He put out a tweet, basically sticking it to some of these teams, specifically the Guardians, the Pirates, and the Orioles, who have a payroll of $35 million, $35 million, and $30 million. And he basically went out and said, hey, this isn't good enough. If you can't do better than this for a payroll, sell your franchise to somebody that is willing to do it. And I'm glad a player stood up and said it. Like yeah. I, there, there may be ulterior motives for players saying that, but fans want to say that too. Like, yeah, that's not that's not fair to the, the players or the fans in that city. Well, especially when you have, you know, we talked about this before the show, but you have multiple players, I think, but at least Max Scherzer, who single handedly will make more this year than entire teams. Right. There's and if, Correa, and, I said, was the yeah, other one, right? Yeah. You Thirty five million. He's right there with those two. Um, and I know that um, Dallas Keuchel and the White Sox also sort of in an, you know, offhanded remark made reference to Cleveland and just said, hey, I wish they'd pay their players more. Um, so there are multiple guys who are speaking up that have something to say about this because as players, I think there's a little bit of a frustration with, you know, you see some teams that are really investing heavily in their rosters and then other teams, it's like, you know, this, it, it's kind of a joke and it's really sort of insulting, especially to those fan bases. And a solution for that, you know, that's that's a hard thing to come by, but it almost feels like you need a salary floor and tell teams that this is the minimum standard, this is the bar that you have to clear, because um, you can't have a $30 million payroll <laughs> and then in the same division, there's a guy making 35 just by himself. Right. Well, the flip side of that mm-hmm. is when you have a $200 million payroll and you lose a series or get swept by a team that has a $35 million payroll, your fans are going to burn it down. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, they're, they're not happy when you lose to those teams. And that's what makes baseball great is that that can still happen. It's kind of similar Cubs-Marlins yeah. 2020. If you mm-hmm. want to count the 2020 postseason, I still don't. But, you know, that's just me as one person. Hey, do you, do you have a uh, – Cody, you got a pick of the week? Ooh, a points baby. bet pick of the week for Point, us? We are – I am or we are. Whoever – last week when we did the points bet pick of the week um, – you took Notre Dame plus four last week. They beat Alabama outright. Um, so we were one to know in our last one picks of the week for points bet. Uh, tonight, I like Nets money line against, I believe it's the Grizzlies. KD and Kyrie with no job Morant for the Grizzlies. I like mm. it. Um, nice. Um, Kyrie's birthday. Uh so there's your narrative for it. I do love me a good narrative bet. So, um, yeah. And since they're not in New York, Kyrie will play. So yeah, yeah. he likes a flat birthday cake, not a round one. <laughs> yeah, there's no <laughs> candles in his cake. There's no candles. They light <laughs> no candles. They light sage. It's a flat sheet yeah. cake. There's lights, nothing round about his cake at he, all. He bundles up some sage yeah. and lights that yeah. in the cake instead. If you want to, sh- I'll just throw this one out too. We on the bet show we had uh, Greg Boyson. Uh, come on and talk a little Blackhawks with us today. And uh, he's high on the the over on Blackhawks-Ducks tonight. So. Blackhawks-Ducks. Yeah. And that's because they traded their goaltender, I wonder? Or? I I think so, or basically surrounding a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so the other thing going on in Major League Baseball the last 24 hours is the, the new rules are sort of becoming official for this season, right? The, yeah. the 28-man roster going through May 1st, which – can we all agree that's a, that's a good thing? Like, yeah. especially with only three and a half weeks of spring training, it's going to help prevent injuries. I think that's a really smart move, especially for pitchers. Um, these guys' arms are not going to be in the same condition they normally would be in. I think it's absolutely the right move. Expand those rosters for the first month. 
um, just, yeah, protect these guys as much as you can. I think it's a good thing for the Cubs. It's especially good for David Ross, who really doesn't have probably a handle on who he's playing on a consistent basis necessarily in left field, in center field, in right field, at shortstop, at third, at first. He's got some options now, and he can start mm-hmm. to maybe, you know, we were t- saying earlier, like, one problem with having this slew of relievers and all the extra infielders is that how do you balance enough playing time to evaluate that, like, who's the good guy? At, at least this allows you to make it sort of like a spring training game and that you can you can mix and match a little more earlier in the season and maybe get a better feel for it before you just kind of eliminate somebody from the rotation. Yeah, I mean, again, we have so many guys that we just don't know about right. that, like, we can pencil in, except for Suzuki. I think he's going to get, you know, he's going to get consistent at-bats, and Ian Happ should get consistent at-bats too, probably Schwindel and Wisdom. But then after that, it's kind of like we got a lot of guys here that we can move around, so – just having Plus, it makes them more spots. fun too. I mean, to yeah. have more opportunities yeah. to see these guys. Like the injury concern is valid, especially coming off the 2020 season where guys did get injured. They changed the the balls. Some of the pitchers didn't like that. Some, I think, Tyler Glasnow even said that it kind of contributed to one of his injuries. So, this been a sensitive period for the last two years. Having 28 guys seems like a no brainer. And then, from a fan's perspective, my perspective, I want to see David Ross shift around some of these guys and try to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So I think it's awesome. You said shift around, correct? Shift around, yes. Okay, Thank just you. making sure there was some noise <laughs> on the other side <laughs> of the room, and I just wanted to clarify. Shift well, now I'm going to so around. I shirt and shift. I'm going to have yeah, to start. Are, you know, yeah, mentally, yeah. <laughs> I got another one. When a guy has a disc problem in his back. Make sure you always clarify it. You can't put these thoughts in my mind. I'm just going to tell you, uh, this is a piece of advice. This is, this is 30 almost years of TV experience. Never say that word. Just say he has a back problem. (laughs) He's got a bad back. Everybody knows that's what's in the back. So you don't have to say that's the specific part of the back. He's got a bad back. Somebody okay, with a bulging like disc. Yeah, could, that's the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That could go south. On <laughs> it, it, I've, I've heard it go south many times, and just go with the bad back. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you I've for the advice. I'm learning so much right word, here. Word advice. Uh, so what do you guys like the the double or the um, – not the doubleheader rules necessarily. I guess – well, let's go to the doubleheader rules, back to nine innings. That, I do like that. I was not for the seven-inning yeah. game because it was just seemed like a farce. You had a guy pitching a no-hitter, and then mm-hmm. what are you going to call it, a yeah. seven-inning no-hitter? I agree with that one, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. That, that's another one kind of like the expanded rosters that just feels like this is the it's an easy decision. It's the right thing to do. Back to nine innings. I like it. It, yeah. was, it was fine for a shortened season, but I don't think it's right now. Now, the ghost runner in extra innings is much more controversial in my mind for people. They – they either want normal extra innings or they're fine with let's get this over. And it's, I feel like players aren't as into the mm-hmm. ghost runner at second. Pitchers certainly are not into yeah. the ghost runner yeah. at second base. But you know what? Everybody's numbers are going to be adjusted. Um, I'm, I'm one of the people for it. As, I know that's surprising that the old guy is going to go for the ghost runner. Mm-hmm. The games are too long. And if you can speed it up that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Move it along. I, I, from my understanding, it's just for 2022. I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's, yeah. No, no, no. It's not like a permanent, yeah. like, forever rule. But, like, right. this Which, season, there For would be one year, runners. fine. So, this is my thoughts on – this is what's been on my thoughts for this rule or whatever since they started it. Basically, when the Cubs benefit from it, I love it. And when they don't, <laughs> I hate it. So, it's like it, – it reminds me of the shift – when the Cubs could beat the shift or somehow get through the shift, like, or, okay, when the Cubs would, uh, <laughs> when they're on defense and the shift helped them get out of an inning with, like, the bases loaded or something, I'm like, I love the shift. But then whenever <laughs> Schwarber hits a hard ball and right through the, you know, second and first base, right to someone out in the outfield, then they throw them out, then I hate the shift. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, yeah. that's how I feel about this rule. It's like, okay, well, if the Cubs can win – faster and you know because they get a guy at second base on a ground a single up the middle or whatever then cool yeah. we win the game like i'll let it pass for one day but the moment that they lose because of it yeah. i'm i'm out is so. there ever a time you don't give a shift 
There's plenty of times I don't give a shift. <laughs> well, I, th- Just I, I think with this rule, I have two, two thoughts. I mean, one, as someone who has spent some long days in a press box, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not opposed to something no. that just speeds the process along. So I'm okay with the idea of the runner. But what I have an issue with is we can't call it the ghost runner. Um, because as, as someone who, who played a lot of, you know, pick up baseball games in people's yeah. yards, a ghost runner is when you don't have enough guys and you say there's a ghost runner on yes. second and you <laughs> pretend as if there's a runner there. That's a totally different thing than this should be. I, I submit it should be called like the automatic runner. I had somebody mm-hmm. on Twitter suggest to me the awarded runner, which sounds very prestigious and I'm, I'm fine with that too, but yeah, we can't go ghost runner because that's a great point. There. It's a different thing. We, maybe like a bonus guy, like a video game. You get a bonus player, a bonus runner, bonus you, runner, anything bonus like runner. that. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonus runner works. Manfred should give me a call sometimes. I've got decent <laughs> ideas. Look at all these ideas we came out with today. Um, and Move what about for commissioner? Yes, that's right. What about <laughs> yes. you know the last one isn't necessarily just news today, but universal DH. I have. I have come around to that, and then it, what's the Otani rule? That's just because of if he uh, yeah. were to pitch. So if then, he, yeah, if he pitches and they take him out in the fifth inning, he can he gets to stay in the lineup. So as the DH, yeah, as the DH, yeah. and it's, like right now, he's like the only one in my opinion right. or in my mind I can think of that does anything that he does. So. And I think that's why they're <laughs> they're calling it the Otani rule because it's clearly something that's put in place. For his benefit, right? Um, As it should, because yeah, baseball needs move. Yeah. they they need him to play a full game. Am I losing my mind? Did somebody say Suzuki used to pitch at some point? Say a Suzuki he that throws one, throws nine. Yeah, he's got a he's got a really good arm, and I think at some point, I mean, I'll, let's say a lot of kids growing up, if they become major league baseballs, pitched at some point in their life. Right, especially yeah. outfielders, third basemen. Usually those guys right. have big arms yeah. anyway. Rizzo's so maybe, the greatest reliever yeah. of all time. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. He's true. Yeah. Is he still? Zero, zero, zero. Is he yeah. still? Yeah, zero ERA. Wow, that's impressive. Not <laughs> many. And he struck out <laughs> yeah. Freddie Freeman. That's right. He did strike out <laughs> Freddie Freeman. I'm surprised he still got that contract after he struck him out like that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else that you could think of that the new rules or all, all those I'm fine with them. Nothing. Yeah. None of those yeah, really bother me. Some years they came out with it, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. I feel like they've kind of come back to reality on it a little bit. As far as the DH, all I can think about is all those times that we've watched the Cubs get some sort of rally going, and next thing you know, here comes Jose Quintana to bat with two <laughs> outs and two guys on first and third, and the Cubs are down one run, and what does Jose Quintana do? He strikes out on three pitches. So yes, I'm very pro universal DH. Let's let's let the let's let the hitters hit and the pitchers pitch, man. Agreed. Let's leave it at that. Uh, Brendan, we appreciate yes. you coming on for the whole show. What is this? Is like let's play two two live shows for you in one week. I know. I feel like I'm a professional TV person now. I'm like you. You know, I don't have 30 well, years of experience, but you know, I don't have a graphic happens. yet. I don't yeah. have a graphic yet, and by next you, week, if you want to do this, we're going to work work at the graphic with the music, the oh, stinger, yeah. the whole thing. I promise a complete package for that will be made and ready to go. But thanks for we're, coming we're on. We're working on a graphic it. for you. We're working on it. We got it. Oh, for me? I, yeah, I'm, I'm brainstorming some ideas. Oh, oh, oh boy. Well, that's, that's I, probably I can't not wait to see this. Nice. I'm probably getting ratioed. Is what's happening, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared? Thank you for coming in first time. Great to meet you, and you're going to be a big part of this. This was fun. moving throughout the season, yeah. Cody, as well. And obviously, Ryan's going to be back tomorrow with his Hawaiian shirts. Mm-hmm. Corey Friedman going to be jumping back in the seat. Corey's he wants coming two in tomorrow? Shirts. Yeah. Corey, he's, he's coming he, in once he found out you were doing the second show, he was like, listen, I got another clean shirt that I'm putting on for this one. Yeah. Hopefully, right. he shaved the beard and everything. Well, that was a transformation. People don't. <laughs> Um, that was just amazing. I told, I told him to do that, by the way. So that, that's <laughs> that was really, um, we all appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we appreciate everybody that's out there listening, watching, giving us good reviews. Thanks for dropping into the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Have a great night and fly the W.